We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Yeah, I just felt really good about us converting, getting our momentum, and not letting them play long ball. You know, they were bleeding the clock out. That's what they do. And I wanted to get the upper hand back. And it's easy hindsight, and I get it, but I don't regret those decisions. It's hard because, you know, they didn't, we didn't come through. It wasn't able to, to work out. And I understand the scrutiny I'll get. That's part of the gig, man. But this didn't work out. Lions coach Dan Campbell, they blew a 17-point halftime lead. They fall. He's, uh, of course, getting a lot of heat for some fourth-down decision-making, passed up a pair of long field goals. They were not chip shots. They were long field goals mm-hmm. for fourth and shorts. I mean, fourth and two and fourth and three. And they did not get those. The worst play call of the Lions game was not a fourth down call. It was the third down run play yeah, that man. they went for. The Lions run it on third down inside two minutes and have to spend a timeout to get to their fourth down call late in yeah. that game if you weren't watching. And because of that, they needed an onside kick, yeah. something that had not been – True, until they ran and, the ball on third down. And, man, even if you, like okay, so the third down run, you should have never ran it in the first place. If you're going to run it, there was a minute, like a minute two left on the clock. And we were saying out loud, like, if if you're going to run it there, you got to have another play ready to go to run to the line of scrimmage and then call the fourth down because you cannot, you can't end that drive with less than three timeouts. Like, no matter what. Even right, if they're, right. you would rather... Have the t- you would rather have forty seconds on the clock if it took you twenty seconds to get the fourth down play, then with three timeouts, then one minute with two timeouts. Like just there's no circumstance where you can't have three timeouts there. Yep. But right, the, the fir- in the first place, you should have never run it on third down. It's worth mentioning that to have three timeouts with a minute left is an accomplishment. Yeah. You saved them. You earned that. And then to have burned that was terrible. One other quick game management thing, and then I've got some Joe Brady stuff and a quote from Kurt Warner on Josh Allen I want to share as well. One more piece of game management that was brilliant, mm-hmm. the Ravens' intentional offside on first and five. Oh, I was so happy. I wanted them to win so bad after that happened. Of yeah. course, that was a smart decision. They got flagged for a personal foul. It was still a good idea. I think, actually, that made it... I I thought I saw someone say this, but I didn't know if they were actually correct. That they did the, they tried to get the personal foul on purpose because you can't decline a personal foul, I guess. And had, and the Chiefs could have declined an offside, is what I mean. So if they had just gone offside and touched the guy, then maybe Reed figures out what they're doing and says, no, 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 I want first and five. I'm going right. to decline it. But because it's a personal foul, then he can't decline it. Again, I don't know if that's true, but I saw someone say that. Yeah, maybe you. I don't know if you can't decline it so much as you're less inclined to. Either okay, way, yeah. the Ravens taking a penalty on purpose was very smart. Yeah. Very, very smart on a first and They're five. usually up with stuff like that. Yep. They were the team that got that rule change where they just tackled everybody on a punt to uh, to run the clock out. I to, like it. With 10 personal foul penalties. Too bad they lost. 803-0550. Okay. 
You want the Joe Brady thing first or the Josh Allen thing first? What's the uh, What's the Joe Brady thing? His job is to do what? I'm going to give you a, a bar. Here's my bar I'm setting. It's a high bar. Joe Brady, welcome to the job. Your job's to be as good as Andy Reid. Good luck. I think that's your job. You have to be that good. It's a, it's a high. It's a high bar. Yep. You have to be that good. You have Josh Allen. He has Patrick Mahomes. Reed and Mahomes have been to four Super Bowls. Mm-hmm. You have Josh Allen. If Allen is going to be a half a tick off Mahomes, and we're just going to accept that he's just a little bit below Mahomes, you can argue about that all you want. Mm-hmm. Then I need my offensive coordinator to be as good as that guy is. Where are the Bills losing? The Bills are losing in the margins here. Very, very small margins. And I need my offensive coordinator to be as good as Andy Reid. And if you're not, you're not doing enough. And like, I'm not saying he's got six games to do that. Yeah. But the standard for offensive coordinator with Josh Allen needs to be insanely high. Yeah, You need to have a top five offense in this league. And if you don't, somebody else needs to take that job. Mm-hmm. So draft him some talent. Get an identity. Find a way to be an offense that's not just, uh, we'll figure it out. Josh is going to do something crazy. It'll work out, right? Find a way. Be as good as Andy Reid. Whether that's getting an identity. Uh, you want to make it about motion. You want to make it about balance, play action. I don't care what it is. But your job is to be one of the best. This goes to, this is a little bit reminds me of a conversation that did everybody or a lot of people have the exact same discussion if you were watching the games with friends yesterday of, what would Josh Allen be on the Chiefs? How many Super Bowls would they have won? How many Super Bowls would they be in had you just replaced the two quarterbacks? What play jo- the hypothetical game. What would Josh Allen look like with the Lions? What would he look like with the Niners? Mm-hmm. What would he look like with the Ravens? Well, because my answer on that was, well, at least for the Kansas City one, like, oh, he would have made the Super Bowl. He absolutely would have made the Super Bowl. And that, and it may, maybe one would have won two. I don't know. But I would absolutely believe that he would have more success on that team than he's had here, and why is that happening? I mean, Reed is the obvious landing spot for that, right? Every year, I think this is true. Did Dable ever equal that? Did he ever close that gap? He closed the gap. Did he ever meet it? Where like he at one point was as good a play caller for the Bills as Andy Reed was for the Chiefs. I mean, it looked like that in the thirteen second game, right? Yeah, yeah. So like that. That that's why that's kind of always going to be the name also that's associated with whoever the Bills' offensive coordinator is. It's it's Reed and it's it's Dable, right? Like someone's got to give me what Dable gave me because Dable was either as good as Andy Reed or it was a, it was a marginal difference. Like he had them cooking on offense to the same degree that the Chiefs were, and we've not, when you've tasted that when you've had that. Then, okay, yeah, Ken Dorsey might have been pretty good at his job, but when he was the seventh or eighth best offense, that's not good enough. Yep. Because th- their guy doesn't leave. Their guy is always there. So, yeah, that's that's not an unfair bar. That's where it needs to be for Joe Brady. And I need him to get receivers that he wants because that's been his forte up until getting to Buffalo. And I want to believe that that's where he'll he'll close that gap, where he could be... Like, I have no problem at all. Like, oh, they're just going to make him the coordinator. No search, really, whatsoever. Like, no problem at all. This guy, before Buffalo, has had passing offenses that have thrived, or at least maximized their potential. And I need that to happen here, but I need him to have wide receivers to be able to do it. 
803-0550. On that, David and Wilson is called in. David, good morning. Good morning, gentlemen. How are you guys doing? Good. Good morning. Good morning, yep. I'm just calling in because I think this is the year that we need to make a move up in the draft for a wide receiver. Trade our first-round pick next year and try to get to either like the Giants spot at six or the Bears spot at nine and make a move for one of those top three guys. I doubt Marvin Harrison Jr. will still be there, but hopefully like either Malik Nabbers or Ro Madunze will, can still be there and we can hopefully make a move up for one of those guys. And the way that their contract would work, I think it would actually work out well to where like when Diggs' contract is done – they could be there to be able to give them that big contract that the receivers have been getting because I agree with you guys. There's no way we can afford anybody that's going to be to the level we want in free agency. So, so you, I also have a quick sorry. sorry so you want to make the Watkins trade, right? Pretty no, much. Well, wait, wait. The Watkins trade was a first round pick to move up five spots. And but this, that, but what yeah. he wants to do is move trade his next first round oh, pick to move up. I know. However many spots you can get up with that, right? Yeah, right. I mean, he's talking yeah. twenty spots. Yeah, which is going to be yeah. more than a first. Yeah, I, I, it'd be quite a bit. I mean, but it, to me, I feel like just we're not going to get. You'd have to hope those three guys, man. It seems like if there's any other year, one of those three guys are going to be the first receiver off the board quick. Where it's like this is like a very deep wide receiver draft, but even very talented at the high end. So if we could make that move, that'd be great. If we get one at twenty eight, I'd be happy with that too. I also have a question too about cap. I've always been curious about, and that's with the dead money. And how does dead money work with a player you have currently under contract? Does that dead money fall underneath their salary? And like, does it still go against the cap? Like, do you have their cap hit and their dead money hit, or does it kind of combine together so you can save money? Because if that's the case, like next year we have Daquan Jones, Leonard Floyd, and Michael Hyde. It's like ten million, eleven million right there, all in dead money. Where if we get them back, does that fall into their contract? And can we save money that way, cap wise? And it kind of be like a good deal in a sense. You know what I mean? Well, those three guys you mentioned, Floyd and Hyde, they don't have any dead money. They're just UFAs. Well, because um, you know how we do like the future contracts, and they kind of spread money out. Because Bean's been doing that a lot, where he's been pushing money down That's, the road. Yeah. Like, if you look on, if you look on Sport Track, you can see that there's negative cap hits for yep. those guys going into next season. So I wasn't sure if that's just going to be a dead money thing, and it is what it is. And then whatever contract you give them, that counts too. Or could that combine to their contract? So I think I think what you're looking at, like if you pull up Daquan Jones' spot track page right now, there's a void year on there that's yeah. just 1.8 million dollars that just gets voided. Yep. So you don't have to worry about. There's that. no there's no dead money on those. Dead, dead money. money if you're going on spot track and looking at dead cap, that's the number you would pay if you cut the player. Like Von Miller, right. 32 million dollar cap hit to get rid of him. Right. 23 million dollars to have him on your roster. So you're basically paying nine more to not have him. And if you are like David and you are going to be thinking for the next three months about the idea of the Bills trading a future first-round pick to move up and get a wide receiver, just just keep this trade in your pocket that happened a couple of years ago. The Saints moved up, not for a receiver, it was for an edge rusher. They moved up from 27 and traded their future first-round pick. You know how high they got? 14th. About as high yeah. as I think you're really realistically getting. They are, n- I the the Marvin Harrison Juniors like they are not getting near him. They're not getting near. I don't think Roma Dunze. Like I, I think they can get up if they want. Like they can move up and maybe they need need to to get one of those well, top guys. We'll go through it, but they're not getting. I don't. There's no way I think they're getting in the top ten, barring some. What was the trade in draft day with Kevin Costner? They trade like four first round picks. Like they're something that you see in movies is what they would need to get in the top 10. Yeah. 
the way that it probably plays out is if 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 the Bills, let's say the Bills had a guy and they said like, all right, they call every team between ten and sixteen. Here's our offer to come where you are, and one team says, you know what? Depending on who's on the board at twelve, call us. We get to the twelfth pick. The guy the Bills want is on the board. The team X in that spot says, let's do it. Then the Bills could trade up for maybe a Dunze falls to twelve. Who knows? Like. One of these top three receivers, it's, you know, Marvin Harrison Jr., Malik Neighbors, and Roma Dunze tend to be the one, two, three. If somebody drifts, I mean, this year's draft was watching all those yeah. top flight receivers make it all the way to 20, uh, and the Bills didn't move up for that. They moved up for Kincaid. So I guess that's what you get to is you feel out what the price will be, and you have no idea if you're going to do it until that day comes, and then you still probably back away. I, I don't think they should trade a, a future first to move up in a class like this. Like, What's a better idea, Joe? taking the receiver that's there at 28 and another one in the third round or only getting one and you're trading not only 28 but the third and next year's first. I just don't need to do it, personally. I have plenty of faith yep. in the depth of this class. A lot of these guys you see out there are not taken at the very, very, very top. So, yep, I'm, I'm good with it. I'm, I'm good with, uh, you know, man, just staying where you are. I'm really thinking about your Joe Brady thought, though. Like, there's so much on him this this next year. We're about to watch a Super Bowl between Shanahan and, and Reed. Was this the year of the... It, it's kind of weird. This year was def- defenses catching up to offenses, but I also feel like at the same time it was the year of the offensive play caller. Like, McDaniel having the Dolphins where they are, Shanahan uh, like just with making Purdy into what he is and having that offense what it is. Reed's still going here. Ben Johnson. I mean, there are so many good young play callers in the league, and the Bills go forward with Joe Brady. And like, I I think that's a real idea, but I think because of who's in this Super Bowl, I'm thinking even more about that point about Brady. Like, he's got to be up to it. He ha- he has he has to be up to it. Reed's not going anywhere. No. Well, unless you believe Adam Schefter's speculation from last week. Mm. Maybe he wins and steps away, and Belichick know. goes to Kansas City. <laughs> That's what he said. That. That's what Adam Schefter said. It. John and Cheektawaga. Hey, John. Good morning. Yeah. Hey, guys. Uh, it would seem to be defeatist if you said the Bills have to get to the Super Bowl and win it maybe next year uh, for McDermott to save his job. But four years in a row they haven't. So I'm wondering, uh, McDermott. One of the problems with being a McDermott is they're so close personally. It's going to be really tough. If uh, Bean has to fire McDermott, but that might be the only way he can save his own Bean, job. Bean so. doesn't doesn't have that power to do it. They both report to Pagula. Yeah, but he might say he might suggest it to Pagula, and Pagula could say, "Yeah, go ahead and do it." That's a, a possibility. But I think uh, it's going to be tough for him to do it because, uh, unlike most general managers and coaches, they were friends before he even got here, and uh, it just doesn't seem like. It, you know, I wonder if it'll end their friendship. Not that that matters, but like uh, they said in The Godfather, it's not personal, it's business. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I, I just wonder if you guys think uh, Bean will do that. Because I don't think he's ever said a bad word about McDermott, and you can understand that because, you know, McDermott wouldn't be too happy about that. How do you guys feel about that? I'll hang up and listen. My, thanks, John. My first thought is Darcy Regeer fired Lindy Ruff. It ultimately did happen. It took him 16 years to do it. <laughs> That's right. I know. Just, you know, you can be friends and have to fire a guy. You can be friends and have to move on. Yeah. 
I, I don't know. The, the inner workings of how that would happen to me still seem elusive, if nothing else. I think they're a package deal. As much as, much as you can be for a GM and a coach. It depends. If you... Like, will they, will they, will one of them coexist without the other on this team? I have no and, idea. Like, I, it's, I just, it's, it's hard for me to see that. I think it's equally as hard to see that them firing McDermott. Like, I just, I don't, I don't know. It's almost impossible to view this team after them, after McDermott. I don't know what it would take to get McDermott to be actually fired. Another year in the divisional round. I mean, let's, let's apply some of the things we've said today, which is, how do you feel about the Bills after this loss now that the Chiefs are in the Super Bowl again. If you're someone that says, well, I feel better about it because the Chiefs are just greatness, well, I hope you're not someone that thinks the owner should fire Sean McDermott because you're telling everybody right now, you feel better, you're living in a dynasty. Mm -hmm. So why would I fire my coach? I I look like the team that gives them the most trouble. If you are someone that feels... I'm just trying to like put your, if, put all the all the things that are said about all these teams together. If you're someone that wants McDermott gone, but also today is saying I feel better because nobody can get by the Chiefs, wouldn't the owner feel the same way? I feel better, and well, I feel emboldened in my coach. So just be careful about yeah. which side of it you're coming down on. That's where I would wonder if you want if you're someone that wants McDermott fired. I don't think yesterday's good for you because I could see the owner watching those games yesterday and feeling like well what am I supposed to do there's no there's no the Zach Taylor is the only guy that's done this right like if if I'm trying to topple the Chiefs in the AFC nobody else is doing it so why am I supposed to believe that I'm 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 the team that's messing up I'm the team that has to fire its coach because my guy's not doing it well no nobody's doing it John Harbaugh's not doing it you know like I I think if you think McDermott's got to go, I don't think yesterday could be good for you. I think the the way the owner could treat it would be being more solidified that, no, my guy's got just as good a chance as anybody else does at toppling them. 8030550. Thanks for the phone calls. 1-888-550-2550. Are they a dynasty if they don't win, by the way, on Sunday? I thought the rule was three. I have no idea. Back-to-back and three out of four is definitely yes. But if they if they don't win, if they they've won two out of I four, know. I mean they're going to go. Ne- they're going to win next year. Win three out of five and appear again. They gonna I, they're four. They're going to be better. They're going to win year. four out of six, five out of seven. I mean, pair that defense with an offense that could actually you know score more than twenty points a game. They they could be scarier next year. I true I truly believe they would be they will be a better team next year, and they're in the Super Bowl right now. That doesn't have to mean by the way that they will be in the Super Bowl next year. They could be a better team next year and not make the Super Bowl. I mean, the Bills were, the Bills didn't have their uh, their defense, you know. So if they're healthy next year on defense, and the Chiefs have Michael Pittman on their offense, the Bills could still win that football game. And I might still tell you they were a better version next year. Eight oh three oh five fifty. It is uh, Grumbly Monday. Got to get you my Allen question for you. My Josh Allen question comes to you from uh, Kurt Warner. Looking back at that last drive, that last possession of the Bills-Chiefs game. I've also got to figure out my emotions on the 49ers this morning. Yeah. Because I can't figure out who I want. I want to doubt somebody on the Niners, but I don't know who. Well, also, I've got to root against them because of our... Well, I can't root for the Chiefs. Just to win 20 bucks listen, on our bet. I can't do that. Don't we all know we live in a sports world where what you're really rooting for is the narrative that you can stomach more? Yes. 
You've got, you've <laughs> yes, got two absolutely. narratives are going to come out of a game, mm-hmm. and you've got to pick which one you can live with. If the Niners win, is there going to be a whole new generation of, I mean, well, you don't need a first-round quarterback. The Niners, Brock Purdy won a Super Bowl. Is that going to happen? Give me Brock Purdy, seventh-round quarterback. I mean, Brady yeah. led to a generation of people thinking you could draft a quarterback in the sixth round. I don't mm-hmm. know if Purdy's about to do that same thing. but Well, Shanahan might do that for coaches. Right. You know right. what I mean? Like maybe like win, like pull some of the power to. No, no, no. You don't need to do everything in the world to build your team around your quarterback. If you find your way to a pretty good one, then you it's it, just get the right coach, right? Get the right scheme, and maybe the Niners really could do it for like offensive skill position players, right? Because they are the best infrastructure around a quarterback. Not even just the play calling, but that matters too, of who their receivers are. Brandon Ayuk yesterday, holy cow. Like, Debo Samuel's not even their best receiver. Mm-hmm. Kittle didn't have a catch until the fourth quarter. He's an all-pro tight end. George Kittle also gave the meme answer after the game. Not going to lie, they had us in the first half. I don't know if you know Did that. he say that? Yes, he did. That not, they had us in the first not half? Not going to lie, they had us in the first half, Yeah, which is you know a meme from a high school football player who said that once. Well, what's the narrative of the Chiefs win? Uh, just that they're a dynasty, that, and like uh, there's just nothing you can do. They're they're a dynasty. I guess so. It'll be Mahomes. I mean, Mahomes could throw for 74 yards and they win. It'll be he's the goat. <laughs> their defense is what uh-huh. their defense got them through that game. Yeah, I still can't believe they didn't score a touchdown after their second drive and they won the game. Yeah. Nine drives Baltimore had to get that done. Come on, come on, Ravens! How did you let that happen at um, home by fumbling into the end zone? That's one. All right, 803-0550. On this Kurt Warner evaluation of Josh Allen's final few plays, makes me ask myself a question about whether or not Allen is carrying this around, and do we want him to? We'll get to that. Kurt Warner's assessment of the Allen throw to Shakir. 803-0550, Jeremy and Joe. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. WGR. On the pocket. That's away from Chennault, who's trying to get after him for a second time, but the ball is thrown to the end zone, and it's caught! Flowers with the touchdown! Zay Flowers. Boy, he had himself a ride yesterday, huh? Yeah. He's he's so good, though. He was like the only thing that was really working in their offense. Beckham didn't show. Didn't Beckham not even have a target until the fourth quarter? Right. And Bateman didn't do much. Andrews didn't do much. Lamar likely didn't do much. Lamar ran for a bunch. Yeah, he escaped a bunch of sacks. Yep. That, actually, on that play, holy cow! Yeah, that would have been an all-time play if they won. He like ducks under two chief linemen and throws a bomb to Flowers, who of course is just running open down the field. Eight oh three oh five fifty to join us. Okay, so I've got in Peter King's Football Morning in America column. Requiem for the Bills. He looks back over what happened to the Bills and the Chiefs. He was at the game. 
Mm-hmm. He covered it from the Kansas City side. He, he writes, during the week, I had the time to rewatch the game and consider it from the Bills' perspective. And he said he was left with one overriding question. Why did the Bills, in the middle of their final drive of the game, drastically change their offensive, pro- of offensive approach at the most critical moment of the season? And he basically points to, it's second down, and you throw deep to Shakir, you miss that throw, third down, throw it away, kick, misses, you lose. A team that had been throwing, taking what the defense dictates, Mm -hmm. decided to take the big shot. And he wrote about Allen and Kurt Warner here. Kurt Warner spoke either to Peter King or he just pulled a quote from him. Here's what Peter King said. I'm sorry. Here's what Kurt Warner said about the Allen decision to throw to Shakir. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you talk yourself into a play and say, I'm going to make this play. And this is the throw that will send us to the championship game. Instead of saying, I'm going to let the defense dictate where I throw the ball. As a quarterback, you have to have the ability to balance those things. Then Peter King writes, I thought Warner put it best on Allen in this game and Allen as a player. He said, quote, back to Kurt Warner, it's impossible to play perfect games. And Josh played an incredible game until the end. In the end, he took some chances that wouldn't have been what I would have done. He chose to make those throws. And if you choose those throws, you've got to make them. That's part of being great. Brady, Montana, Mahomes. They have careers of making the plays in the absolute crucial times of the game. Now they're on the Mount Rushmore of NFL quarterbacks. And then King wraps it up with Allen's just six years in. He's got so much of his life in front of him. He's a smart guy. He's one of the most talented quarterbacks ever to play. He's going to have plenty of chances to go deep in the playoffs and to win a Super Bowl. But this is a crucial lesson he must learn, or he may never hold the Lombardi Trophy. And that wraps it all up. My question is this on all that. We could debate it all you want. Mm-hmm. Is Allen walking around with that thought? Is is Josh Allen going to this offseason thinking about what he should have done on second down? Instead of looking for Shakir in the end zone, mm-hmm. should he have taken an easy, short play like they'd been hitting the entire game? Because everybody goes to the offseason with something. My guess is Diggs goes to the offseason thinking about that drop. Which, by the way, that same drive, they did move down the field and get to that spot, but whatever. Like, Diggs probably going thinking about the drop. Tyler Bass goes to the offseason thinking about his miss. Yep. Yep. What does Josh Allen think about? Does he think about second down? I should have done something different. Here's Kurt Warner, right? Kurt Warner's pretty good. He's in the Hall of Fame saying, as yep. a quarterback, you got to be better in that moment. If you're going to rip the cord for Shakir, you have to complete it. No one around here is really all that interested in blaming Josh Allen, and understandably so. He's the team's MVP, arguably the league's MVP. He is a great player that puts this team on his back. He ran for 72 yards. He ran for two touchdowns. How much is Allen walking around with that play? I almost want to believe he's more likely to watch that play back and go into the offseason thinking, oh, man, if I only stepped up in the pocket. Finally stepped up in the pocket. It's a touchdown, and I've made I've made the play of the game. I've made I've had that moment that Kurt Warner is talking about. I've got it. I just didn't I didn't have the right pocket movement. I don't know. He did once say, "I'll never be captain checkdown." I know it's not quite a checkdown. It's digs over the middle. He, he was checkdown the whole game. I know. I know. Right. That's all that was there. That was the one play though where like something down the field was open. I mean, they had their shots and they didn't hit them. Yeah. But even like the Diggs one, there's a guy right there. The guy's falling as it goes down. It ends up being open. Like that one, Shakir was open. 
I, I, maybe, maybe that is what Allen's walking around with. He's going to be at Lake Tahoe, I'm sure, right, for the, the Pro-Am next week. Or not, uh, Pebble Beach. Pebble Beach Pro-Am. So, I don't know. We'll, we'll maybe hear him talk on it at some point during the offseason. I think it might be just as likely that the way he is, the way he plays the sport, especially, is he thinking that or is he thinking, I, if I step up in the pocket, it's a touchdown and we win the football game. But now I'm up by four. Yeah, he, I don't know. I don't know how he thinks on stuff like that. Well, he here, plays here, here, like he thinks about finding a different way to throw the touchdown rather than throw it to Diggs. But even even throwing a touchdown in that play, let's play it like if you could be the galaxy brain quarterback, what would you do? You'd want you'd want to throw it to Diggs. You'd want the yes. shorter pass. Yes. The worst thing for the Chiefs would have been a first down, probably, because they're going to get the ball back down four, and then if you lose. I mean, it, it kind of is funny to think about. Tyler Dunn's piece, about 30 se- 13 seconds, was that McDermott actually said the words, you guys scored too quickly. That's with 13 seconds left. If there had been a minute and 40 left, <laughs> uh-huh. that's definitely a you might have scored too quickly scenario. And I know we like to think, hey, points, 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 all that matter are points. But playing the clock and playing at the very, very highest level, if Allen had it to do over again, would he – slide in the pocket and throw it? Or would he think, actually, if I could have my best outcome here, it's not a touchdown in that spot? Well, what did McDerm- didn't McDermott say after the game that like we were more focused on scoring points in that moment than, he than was worried asked- about the clock? He, at least that's what he said. He, he was asked about points versus the clock the clock becoming a factor. Yeah, and that's McDermott. It's not Allen, you know? Yeah. So I, I don't know how different that has to be, but Allen also did throw the ball away on third down, which, you know... Could he be walking around with that, too, thinking about the Kincaid open over the middle to get them to fourth? But second is more about this, because that is the more glaring. You get the first. You pro- almost certainly get the first. You get the first if you throw it to Diggs. And if he slides in the pocket, he probably thinks he's scoring a touchdown there. I, I want to go back now and find his his you know postgame comments on this, because I think he didn't reference that he, he didn't have good pocket movement on that play. And that sounds like, at least in the moment, someone that wishes he found a way to get the Shakir pass. Now, I don't know if he saw Diggs at that point, right? Right after the play, the only way he would have known that is if he's either on the iPad, which did he even bother because the game was pretty much over at that point, or he would have had to have Diggs come up to him. and Or someone come up and say, hey, you had Diggs on that play. I wonder when he found out about Diggs being open like that. Because he definitely, I don't think, recognized it as the play was going on, did he? Uh, I don't know. I mean, he's been one to turn down open receivers shorter for more stuff down the field. Yeah. So he may very well may have seen it and thought, eh, I can get this touchdown. Well, if he does go into the season thinking, I should have thrown it to Diggs. I, I can't believe I threw it to Diggs. I mean, is he going to come out a different quarterback? Does he take the lesson of the season from the way it began to the way it ended of – I got to take less chances. I got to be smarter with the ball. I no, started the no. season no, 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 jumping no, no. over people, no. and in the last play of the game, I took a shot. I took a shot when I really should have took the safe play. No, because then he comes out we're not a different a, we're quarterback. Not, we're not applying that play and making the season out of sixteen passes behind the line of scrimmage. The whole idea that Kurt Warner is getting at is it is a playoff game. And this can be the last possession of the game. You're trying to kill Patrick Mahomes. There's one way to do it. And Kurt Warner's point is that 
Brady, Montana, Mahomes. But there's, it still falls. There's, there's two paths. Yeah. One path is make the smarter play. The second path is if you're going to take that throw, you have to make that throw. That's Kurt Warner's view on this. But it still falls under the umbrella of he's taking a chance or a risk that he doesn't need to take, or that it's not, not the smart play. Right. That it's he's not, not taking. It's, it's him not, not taking the smart play. That it's not the smartest play. Warner right. says I wouldn't have done it. Hmm. But that's what I mean. Like he, the whole season, McDermott, McDermott, I'm talking about in turnovers more so, you know, is different. But talking about that going into the bye week, does Allen go into the offseason thinking I was dumb the whole year? No, we're talking about that play. No, I know, but on that play, why he, does he think he's dumb the whole year? Because if he thinks he should have thrown it to Diggs, he's saying I took a risk there that I shouldn't have taken on that play. Yeah, he thinks on that play, he's not going to think the whole season. But that was kind of his theme of the season, wasn't but this it? This is not a switch that you toggle back and forth. You either are only aggressive or only throwing checkdowns. It's situational. When can I make the smart play? And of course, again, this is Kurt Warner. But that's why does he think far too many times last year there was a smart play to be had, and I did the I did something different. No, how many games would you actually say that was true? The Jet game and the last game. Where else? How, I mean. I don't know. I mean, there were probably there were a ton of plays during during the middle of the season, weren't there? For him on that, he led the league in picks. Does he think about that? Probably not. <laughs> his probably coach, not. his coach, sounds like he thinks about it. When he picks the Mahomes throw this year, he was close. He was like he second, almost had the same thing. Second most. Eight oh three oh five fifty. Mahomes through this season, fourteen. Twenty seven touchdowns, fourteen picks for Mahomes. Mm-hmm. Mike on a cell. Hey, Mike. Hey, um, my take on Kurt Warner is he's wrong. Joe Brady called the play. Joe Brady called the play to Shakir. Why didn't he call the play to Diggs? How do you know that? Because the play was to Shakir. He's open. So he was Diggs. You know. throw the check down. You only throw the check down if Shakir's not open. Shakir's that's, open. That's not that's so is Diggs. Play. I mean, without yeah, without the, the, the play is just, the, the check down is if the play isn't open. Shakir is open. That's the play call there. The play call wasn't let's check down to Diggs. The check down is if the play isn't open. Well, you're over He's uh, wide uh, open, Mike. I think if, if anything here, you're a little guilty of you overusing check down. There are options when you drop back to pass to multiple routes that could be open. And without it being a check down, the play could be let's let's use the term check up. Did Allen check up to Shakir because he thought I've got this, but it looks like Shakir's going to beat this guy? Did he get to the line and like the look of it and check up to Shakir rather than go with the play that was called? I guess we'll never know that. But the, the, the Allen, when he takes that snap. He's looking at Shakir. That's Kurt Warner's. That's Kurt Warner's point. Mm-hmm. That's the point. Let me read you the quote again. I, you don't have to care what Kurt Warner says, but sometimes you talk yourself into a play and say, "I'm going to make this play, and this is the throw that'll send us to the championship game." Instead of saying, "I'm going to let the de- let, let the defense dictate where I throw the ball." That's the point. Yeah, he gets to the line, and instead of I, I mean, maybe we'll get Kurt Warner on this. And again, like, people around here don't like to blame Josh, and I'm not even sure it is blaming Josh. The whole idea is he could have played that play better. Don't get greedy 
if you didn't need to. Yeah. How, right, and how do you, like, the play was designed for Shakir. I don't know, like, he, there were two receivers open. There were two receivers open on the play. So, I don't know how you're supposed to know who was supposed to be open, who Joe Brady thought was going to be open. He doesn't see the way the defense lines up, right? Allen's the one who sees that. So, the decision's on him. You know, one way or the other. For better or worse, if you liked it, if you didn't like it, like, the decision is on Josh Allen to throw that ball to Khalil Shakir. It's not on Joe Brady. Joe Brady called the play, and then, you know, like, Diggs, I'm watching it back now in the All-22, Diggs is in motion, and basically the what that what happens there, if I'm really trying to read what Joe Brady thought was going to happen on this play, Diggs goes in motion, and then the Chiefs kind of switch guys off, and he's being covered now by a linebacker. I mean, isn't that, like, that's the whole, that's Sean McVay's thing, right? Is, let me get receivers matched up on linebackers. Did Joe Brady call that play thinking, I'm going to get digs on a linebacker here, and that's what's going to work. And that happened. Did he plan on the safety for the Chiefs, like, taking a bad angle and letting Shakir run open over the middle of the field? Like, I don't know. If you're, I think it's about Allen. It's not about Brady on that play for me. Sure. 803-0550. 1-888-552-550. Thanks for the phone call. Frustrating. And again, the biggest thing I... There's what everybody says publicly, and that's why my question was, and we don't have the answer to this, what does Josh Allen go to the offseason with? Does he go to the offseason thinking about that play? Mm-hmm. I mean, any player's going to go to the offseason thinking about plays I could have made. Zay Flowers thinks about his fumble into the end zone. Mm-hmm. And Lamar thinks about the pick he threw into triple coverage. And if you are... Josh Reynolds of the Lions, you're thinking about two massive drops. Jameer Gibbs is going to think about his fumble. You think about a bad play. And to, yeah. our, to our eyes, it's not exactly a bad play. Kurt Warner, right. NFL quarterback, has won a Super Bowl, says, I wouldn't have done it. And maybe maybe the answer to this question is, no, Allen doesn't think about that. And that's fine. Live or die like that. That's the question. Does he think about it? Thanks, Mike, for the phone call. 803-0550. On Brady getting the offensive coordinator job and what the Bills do on their defensive step. They lost Eric Washington. What happens with Bobby Babich? Uh, decisions to be made regarding the Bills' defensive coordinator still. Coaching changes. We'll talk about that with Sal at the top of the hour. 803-0550 to join us on WGR. So, Joe, I'm on NFL.com. Good morning, Jeremy and Joe with you. Nick, or sorry, Chad Ryder has uh, team needs. We got 30 of the first 32 picks in the draft locked in. Okay. Bills pick 28th, Lions 29, Ravens 30. There are 27 selections before the Bills pick at 28. Mm -hmm. How many teams, how many of those 27 selections does Chad Ryder say belong to a team that would list wide receiver as a need for that team. Of 27 selections before the Bills pick, how many teams, according to Chad Ryder, need a receiver? I'm going to say like a third of them. So like 9 or 10. 16. Out of 27? Out of 27 picks in front of the Bills. I don't like that. Now again, it's like like listing one or two or three needs. Like the Bears. Inter- interior offensive line, wide receiver, tight end, edge. But yep. 16 of the 27 slots in front of the Bills, receiver would be considered a need. And I don't believe there are 16 uh, first round. No. As deep as it is. No. 
And I, of course, like <laughs> would never happen. Most uh, projections have about seven, six to seven to eight going first round. We'll see how that goes. We have the offensive draft early. So anyway, just wanted to get that out there. I was looking at as we slot the draft order in. This was the first thing I noticed in Chad Ryder NFL.com that the picks after the Bills, mm-hmm. it's Bills, Lions. He lists receiver, maybe replace Josh Reynolds. After that, Baltimore. He lists receiver. Beckham's a free agent. After the, and Bateman was, you know, whatever, Nelson Aguilar. Yeah. After that, maybe the Chiefs, receiver. <laughs> like, there'll be a late first round run, probably. 803 We'll check in with Sal, get his thoughts on Joe Brady, made the full time offensive coordinator of the Buffalo Bills, and what's going to happen at defensive coordinator as well, with uh, Eric Washington, defensive line coach and assistant head coach, leaving for Chicago. And now maybe it's Bobby Babich. We'll see. I saw Eric Wood give Bobby Babich a ringing endorsement via Twitter to be the new D.C. We'll find out what the Bills end up doing probably this week. They are interviewing for defensive defensive coordinators. They've already made their choice at offensive coordinator. Joe Brady keeps that job. Jeremy and Joe and Sal, along with your phone calls, when we return here on our grumbly, sad, mad at the AFC Monday. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one. They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 